So, I don't know if you guys know who Melly Mel is. He was part of the Grandmaster Flash whole situation back in the 80s. Uh, it, it, this is early hip-hop, which I, I love hip-hop. I'm, I'm a big fan. And uh, Melly Mel, who... He was asked about the top, uh, the top 100 or top 50 best rappers. Billboard put out a top 50 best rappers. And... Eminem, we should probably look at that list so we get a better look at what's going on. So, uh, Billboard Top Rappers. Let's go. So, what is that? Is this it? No, this is not it. This is stupid. Give me some images. Let's see if we can pull it up. Here we go. This is a Shade Room version, so we'll look at this. So this is what we got here. So these are the, the the 50 best, according to Billboard, which these lists are such bullshit anyways. So we we shouldn't take this shit very, yeah, yes, rappers. Like rappers like uh, we're going to wrap your meal in a burger, wrap your burger up. So Melly Mel, who is a legend in the hip hop world. And let's get, you know, Melly Mel, we'll get a little background on Melly Mel, just in case y'all don't know who Melly Mel is. Maybe we should listen to some Melly Mel, too. Shit's tight, though. Um, so Melly Mel is uh, better known as Grandmaster Melly Mel. Uh, is an American rapper who was the lead vocals and songwriter for Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Uh, these, this, this is deep. This is New York City, the Bronx. This is like late 70s, early 80s. These guys were doing it. Uh, he may have been the first rapper to call himself MC, Master of Ceremonies. Other Furious Five members include his brother Kid Creel, uh, Scorpio, Raheem, and Cowboy. While a, a member of the group, Cowboy created the term hip-hop while teasing a friend who had just joined the U.S. Army by scat singing the words hip-hop, hip-hop, in a way that mimicked the rhythmic cadence of marching soldiers. So, yes, Grandmaster. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly, movie Dutchman. So, very, very prominent figure in the hip hop community. Um, basically, one of the first rappers and MCs out there. Now, this, the whole idea of the history of rap, it goes back to the the early seventies, late sixties, even. And some say even like the beat poets touched on this, but they, this is this is a uh, this is when like the prominent dance hip hop came into um, not the mainstream but the peripheral of New York City where it was sort of uh, uh, born. Uh, now some people say Blondie was the first rapper close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my yes exactly exactly I'm not trying not to lose my head and it's that very that cadence is very choppy like I, I love how the cadences of, of hip-hop have sort of developed and evolved over the years and and you know leading to you know Eminem who completely 
flipped the, the, the rap cadence on its fucking head. Just the way he was rhyming syllables, incredible. Uh, changed everything. Uh, there was a lot of people who tried, you know. Uh, also, I always love Bone's approach to it. Bone, 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 bone. Uh, it's 999. Uh, I, I love Bone. They definitely flipped the switch, which you can hear a lot of Bone influence on sort of the mumble rap that started coming out, like uh, like Migos. And then even even like Drake, like that melodic rapping, they, they really did do something amazing. But that's not who we're talking about here. Uh, we're talking about very specifically Melly Mel. And we should we should just maybe just put a little bit of Melly Mel. Oh, God, no, no. We'll just play a little bit, just a teensy taste. Look, it's just. Uh, what, what what song is that called? I don't even remember what song. White Lines. There you go. White Lines. <laughs> this is a classic, right? Look at this dude. <laughs> Look at this dude. I love this. Look at this music video. Oh, he's not playing around, yo. Fun, baby. DMCA for sure on that one. Uh, but anyways, so we get a good idea who we're talking about. This Melly Mel, Grandmaster Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious 5. Uh, just groundbreaking, uh, ground baking, ground baking music. All right, I am talking good. So, Melly Mel, respect all the way. Gotta respect Melly Mel. Uh, Melly Mel thinks Eminem is only considered as a top five rapper on a recent list because he's white. Because he is white. So, in my opinion, there's no doubt that Eminem is a fantastic uh, MC. But is it because he's white that he's in the top five? Now, considering that he is the only white rapper uh, in the top ten... Can't remember if there's another white rapper in the top 50. I think he's like one of the only white rappers on the list. So very, you know, very, very niche. <laughs> A very niche club that gets to be in the top 50. Uh, so is this him speaking on it? Let's just watch this, see if this is it. What you think about Eminem being at number five on the Billboard Top 50 Rappers of All Time list? Obviously, he's a capable rapper. If you was talking about sales, he sold more than everybody. If you're talking about rhyme style, okay, he got a rhyme style. But he's white. He's white. So now, if Eminem was just another nigga like all the rest of us, would he be top five on that list when a nigga that Karam just as good as him is 35? That had records and all that. He's 35. He's white. And, 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 and the point is this. If I was white, nigga, they, they, I'd be greater than Elvis. 
Niggas be like, Melly Mel is greater than Elvis. <laughs> Melly Mel is the greatest white man that has ever lived. <laughs> he came up with a, with a, with a, with a. <laughs> oh my God. It, look, the, the edited version is the only version I've seen of this clip. So I he doesn't say this, like what's floating around Twitter, because this went, uh, this went viral on Twitter and, since Twitter is such a real place, you know, that, that dictates our life. Uh, so I didn't get to see this part. This is amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. Come on, bitch. Culture is a part of a culture that changed the whole world. That is a great-ass white man. right? Absolutely. The Beastie Boys and who were part of the the... Who were part of the the making of 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 taking hip hop to the mainstream? Um, Beastie Boys. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. No. Beastie Boys are white. Incredible rappers. I love them. Love them. I, I hate that they apologize. Did you guys ever see that video of Snoop Dogg? Some lady was like, "Are you? Do you?" Want to apologize for all the ways that you used to speak about women in your past music? And he's like, hell no. I think he said, fuck them hoes or something. We'll watch that. But let's get through this. Right there. But I'm not white. I'm, 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 I'm one of the niggas. So, you know. So now you could be, he, 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 anybody could be as mad as they, they could feel how they want to feel. If you don't <laughs> right? think that race plays a part in, in the equation of how great he is. I heard one of the dudes that's down with him, Royce the 6'9", or Roy, one of them, I heard he's just as good as Eminem. Why ain't he as big as Eminem? Because he's black. That ain't, it ain't, ain't none of that shit hard to figure out. Eminem gets, gets a, a, a top spot because he's white. If I, like I said, if I was white, they'd be comparing me to Elvis. It'd be like, that nigga Melly Mel is pretty as Elvis. This nigga, this motherfucker here. Look at that nigga. Look at that nigga arm. Look at this nigga. Wow. He is just saying the so N-word it, a it, lot. It, 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 it has something to do with it. Now, now, whether he would be higher or lower, but still, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't take that out of the equation. If he was a black rapper, he'd be like he wouldn't even make a list. He wouldn't even make the list, probably. But Buster, who I would say is number one. Now, see, this is the wow. difference between who writes what list. Buster, I would say, is the number one rapper on the overall. Nobody's going to take Buster. Buster could rap just as good as Eminem. Buster, Twister, watch out. Eminem, he has like his style. He got like a nice little tricky, gimmicky style. The Jimmy way he put his words together, the way he string his words together is, 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 is you know, is real. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to say unique because other people could do it, but he does it. Right. But, but to say, Pizza but jams. To say that, where am I? That uh, he would be. What's up, Pizza Jams? Welcome in. Thank you so much for that sub, my friend. And this is for you. Let me see. Where is it? Hold on. Shit. Where is it? Hello, and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. I'm your announcer, Ron Swanson, and now I'm asking you to put your hands together in a clappy noise for your host, Mike E. P. Fanfare. Wonderful. 
How did you get here? I don't know how you got here. How did you, how did you end up here? Did you did you go through Meta? Did you, was it like the Metaverse and you ended up here? Pizza man, welcome in, my friend. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing okay. I tried stopping by your stream earlier, but it had the not like this guy in the middle of it, and then I started streaming. So I, I don't know what happened. Uh, pi is a uh, pie day is three point one four. Oh, it's 3.14. Let's go. Let's fucking go. What? Yeah! Oh, your phone died. Oh, that sucks. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I caught the show. Breaking all the rules of pizza. We, we don't do that. Not here. We don't break rules. On 3.14. Um, so is the, what are you going to do for 3.14 pizza jams? You're going you're gonna to do something special? You gonna charge your phone <laughs> this time? Sorry, I know those things are frustrating. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes to all of that. So, Pizza Jam, we are talking about Eminem, uh, Melly Mel, who is the one of the pioneers of hip hop music. Who was uh, Grandmaster Melly Mel, who was part of Grandmaster Funk and the Furious Five, uh, pioneered hip hop from the Bronx, New York City. Uh, and he's talking shit about Eminem, and he is saying that Eminem is one of the top five rappers because he is white. <laughs> so um, we're kind of going into that, but but we're gonna divert for a second. Let's finish this video. Even sell as many records if he was just another brother, it, it's not. That's not true. It, it's just not. So there it is. Um, now let's go see where Busta. He said Busta Rhymes. See, I, I didn't see that part when it was on Twitter. Um, Billboard right here. So wait, no, it's this. So where Busta Rhymes is on here? I know he's on here. Dre is forty, which Dre's not the greatest rapper, but he's a, amazing. Busta Rhymes is thirty-three. So I don't know about you guys, but. Melly Mel sounds a little bitter. He sounds a little bitter. I'm not, you know, like he made some good points. I think he made good points. I definitely think he made good points. Except he feels he feels bitter about it because Melly Mel is 44 on the list. And by the way, fuck these lists. <laughs> wow, but sober. What's up, baby boo? Good to see you. Let me. What the fuck? Get out of here. Um, good to see you, my friend. I think you're still in here. Are you? VD? Uh, I guess not. Let me get some shout-outs going. I don't have mods today, so... Everybody, go check out Pizza Jam. Pizza Jam does some improvised loops and hangs out and does his thing. <laughs> Movie Dutchman! Thank you for subbing Wild But Sober. And Bob and Sober is an incredible producer. Just murder. Murder on the fucking in, in India, man. Just killing it. Let me see. How do I. Oh my god, I'm such a fucking. Boom! Go find Wabut Sober if you want some legit producing skills in action. Go get it. Sometimes he'll sing to you too. He'll give you a little song, he'll give you a little, little tune. <laughs> Welcome in, Wild But Sober. Good to see you, my friend. So, 
you know, I feel like if he's a little bitter about what's going on here. And uh, I know Weiwei was talking about how, um, uh, you know, Beastie Boys are white. And Beastie Boys were a very, uh, a huge pioneering uh, hip-hop group. Produced, you know, uh, what, what was it? Mixmaster Mike was their DJ. Uh, started out with uh, Rick Rubin. You know, like all kind, just uh, you know, like these are these are pioneers of the hip hop world, um, and and to say that Eminem was in the top five because he was white, I think is true, but he also has the skill to back it up. Eminem has the skill, and he is a unique rapper, despite what Grandmaster Melly Mel says. I'll respect Melly Mel. But I do think it, he is—he did get in that top because he sold a lot of albums. He did change the game. Busta is dope. I'm not—I'm not gonna say that Busta is not dope. Uh, Busta Rhymes is one of my faves. I know that. I love Twista. Uh, Big Daddy Kane's in there. My friend's band's about to be their uh, Big Daddy Kane's backing band for a tour, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, Kanye is eleven. They couldn't put Kanye in the tens. Uh, in the top ten, that I bet I bet Kanye was ten and Nicki Minaj was eleven. But then he started talking about the Jewish folks, and <laughs> they were like, "Nah, kick him out of the top ten. Get that motherfucker out of here." Uh, but no, we were talking about Beastie Boys and how they apologize. Beastie Boys apologize for their misogynist lyrics. We'll come right back to that. Uh, I don't know how to spell misogyny. It's lyrics. So the Beastie Boys, uh, let's see, they apologize, right? Did I? No, not messages. Oh, my God. Misogyny. Misogyny. I don't know how to spell shit, guys. Uh, how the Beastie Boys made amends for their sexist early career. So this is what, it, uh, what Louis C.K. What does Louis C.K. have to do? What Louis C.K. could learn from Beastie Boys. <laughs> This is when they were a uh, massage video. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to massage video. They put Jay-Z at number... Yeah, no. No, I agree. I agree, Pizza Man. When I had Wake the Beast on, he was just like, what? He, he got angry. Wake the Beast got angry that Jay-Z was number one. Because I think he wanted to put Pocket at number one. Um, it, there's a lot wrong with that list. Again, list, these lists are stupid. It's just somebody's opinion, and they do it just to piss people off. The Beastie Boys, the cinder block shaped testament to three decades of hip hop shenanigans by Bike D. Ad Rock, is a controversial, uh, con- oh, conversational and personable trip to a brighter, more fun world. Whoever is writing this, I fucking hate them. Like, okay. Uh, it's full story about MCA's uh, family dog stealing pizza and Mike D. getting freaked out by Bob Dylan at a party, but a bigger, more hopeful story. Okay. The misogyny of the Beastie Boys' early years was noxious and pervasive. The song Girls is both appalling and sexist and entirely typical of the group's first album. Live shows of that era featured women in cages dancing on stage and a giant hydraulic penis. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, <laughs> it's hilarious 
the misogyny extended past the band's creative output as the group transitioned from punk to hip-hop drummer Kate Schellenbach was graciously dropped from the lineup for not fitting with the emerging bro-centric direction. So I definitely hate whoever wrote this. This is just the worst. Hold on. You guys probably can't read that shit, so let's pull it in a little. Get the fuck out of here. Um... So, Beastie Boys, uh, hold on, let's see. Amid many of, oh, 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 hold on, what did we lose? What did we lose? And the miracle happened. The Beastie Boys heard criticism about being misogynistic, homophobic jerks and actually listened to them and changed their behavior. Sexist lyrics stop appearing in their songs in 1994. Sure Shot famously included a verse in the MCA uh, explicitly apologized for the group's past misogyny. Ad Rock wrote a letter to Time Out New York apologizing for it. So they apologized for their music, which, you know, bands evolved. Bands evolve. I get it. And, and it's a different world. And time, the, the, the times do change. And there's things that I used to say as a kid that I don't say anymore because I think it's, it, it's offensive and, you know, that whole thing. Like, I used to say, gay, that's gay, you're gay, that's a lot. And, you know, I don't I do not do that anymore. But am I going to apologize for my fucking behavior as a stupid-ass little kid when times were different and the whole era was a different time? Fuck no. So the fact that these guys sort of bent over and apologized, I think is just sort of... I mean, I guess they got some brownie points. And they this was back in the 90s, so they, this wasn't even... This wasn't even like, uh, 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 this wasn't even cancel culture times. Right, exactly. Vanilla Ice was, uh, was the pretend to be the bouncer at the door to let Beastie Boys in. Hip hop was never the same. Uh, times were very different in the nineties. Exactly. Not F that. Why make something if you're not going to have, if you're, if you're going to have to apologize for it. And again, it was different. The eighties were different. Everything was crazy. So sorry as the Beastie Boys become Beastie Men. They are looking back on what year was this? Does this have a year on it? This is 1999. So this is back. Uh, what's the album that had Enigmatic Planetary Intergalactic Planetary? I think this was back in that album. Um, Beastie, Beastie Boys become Beastie Men. They are looking back with some shame on. Some of the early antics, Adam Ad Rock Horowitz wrote a letter to Time Out New York publicly apologizing for homophobic lyrics in the trio's first album, License to Ill, which was originally supposed to be titled Don't Be a... Well, I won't say that. I would like to formally apologize to the entire gay lesbian community for this shitty and ignorant thing. I love that they can't say shitty, but they can say the F word. They can't say shitty... But they could say <laughs> they could say this word. They can say this word, but they can't say shitty. Okay, great. We got you. This is the 90s, folks. This is the 90s, okay? Oh, let's not let's keep let's not highlight that word anymore. <laughs> uh see, and this is the type of words we used to say back then. And and you know what? It it was a different time. That's it. I was young, dumb, full of cum. And now I'm just old and mold and full of old. Uh, I think you can say that word if you are a part of a certain demographic, but I don't know. Yes, I, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you're right, Pizza Jams. I, I, I don't. 
I am not a part of that community, so I will not say that and will try to refrain from highlighting it. <laughs> I'd like to formally apologize to the gay and lesbian community for the shitty and ignorant things we said in our first records. There are no excuses, but time has healed our stupidity. We have learned and sincerely changed since the 80s. We hope that you'll accept this long overdue apology gone too far after the anti-defamation league protested a sketch from saturday night live's december 4 show as anti-semitic nbc promised to never rerun the offending part of that skit although lauren hill lauren lauren hill mm-hmm, lauren michaels says the issue isn't settled yet according to Var- what is this what they okay so anyways beastie boys apologize whatever if you're in that world if you're in that spectrum i you, i can't you can't hold them you know, too, 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 um, can't hold them too close to the flame. Entertainment industry is very left-leaning, and you can say anything while but sober, but, uh, not on Twitch. (laughs) You cannot say that. Exactly. And there's a philosophical, um, uh, quandary right there, right? Like, you can do whatever you want, as long as you are okay with the consequences that come along with that, which is, uh, I don't even know what kind of philosophy, I don't know where that comes from, but that is very true. Um, and they also say freedom of speech, not freedom from consequences. And I could see that. I could see that. So this is what I love because um, Wei Wei Wright brought up uh, the, uh, the Beastie Boys, and then I started talking about how they apologize. But Snoop Dogg, I fucking love Snoop Dogg. He is just like an American treasure. Snoop Dogg refused to apologize. Jesus, I can't spell. And was what was he on? Was he on the Breakfast Club? Um, no videos. Wait a second. Let's just go to. <sighs> Snoop refuses to apologize for lyrics. Right here. <laughs> I'm with, okay, so here we go. back at some of your old lyrics, given the climate of what's happening today with women's empowerment, and be like, damn, that was kind of fucked up that I said nope. that. Nope, hell no. That was me. I love every motherfucking man. Fuck them hoes. Man, Straight stop. Up. Man, Fuck no, don't say that. No, I'm man. just saying that's me back then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well. Now you're in the middle of the music. Okay. I mean, not now. I'm saying at the time that I was making that music, that's, how you that's who Snoop Doggy Dog was. Right. Do you look back at some of the Let's old just watch it one more time because it's so good. With women's empowerment and be like, damn, that was kind of fucked up that I said nope. that. Nope, hell no. That was me. I love every motherfucking man. Fuck them hoes. No, I'm just saying that's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. oh shit. See, unapologetic. Unapologetic as fuck. Okay? I that's 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 it right there. Yeah, I mean this 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 clip has made the the rounds of while it's over. It, it's oh my god, fucking love Snoop Dogg. So that brings us back to uh, Melly Mel and uh, what's going on right now with Melly Mel and and this was actually trending. So he doesn't think that Eminem deserves to be in the top five 
and this is he didn't say this exactly, but he's he is implying that Eminem shouldn't be in the top five because he's white. And he is saying because he said that if he wasn't white, he probably wouldn't be on the list at all. So uh, if a white person had an attitude, the response might have been wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> wild and sober <laughs> or wild and not sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Little John. Uh, so again, I think Melly Mel is a little bit angry uh, and a little butt hurt by not being higher on the list because he is a pioneer, and I'm sure he sees himself in a high standard, and 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 rightfully so. He's a pioneer of the genre of hip hop. Um, but. I don't think he, I, I, I think he, I agree with him, but I don't think that it's because he's, I don't think it's because Eminem didn't have the skills and the bars to back it up. Eminem definitely came in like a wrecking ball and he definitely, he definitely paved the way. Now this isn't going to sound great for people, but if it wasn't for Eminem, we wouldn't have Jay-Z where he's at, I don't think. I don't think we would have Lil Wayne where he's at. I don't think we'd have Kanye West where he's at. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to say that... Um, yes, Miley. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to say that uh, white people came and saved the day. But Eminem... Before Eminem, no one was selling hip-hop albums like Eminem. Nobody. The the greatest selling albums were still, you know, Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson, Elton John, you know, like Metallica. There's this really great video that I I brought up that that, uh, sort of gives a good overhaul. Uh, And we won't watch the whole thing, but check this out. So this is starting in 1970, and this is the Beatles, right? Elvis Presley, and and again, and here's the other thing that's interesting is that Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, Eminem gets compared to Elvis a lot because Elvis is accused of appropriating black music and making tons of money, um, it, it which you know is fucked up. But we come from a white society, right? Like this was a this is a very white society. And there is a lot, <laughs> they were fight, black people have been fighting against some shit for a long time here in America. Um, so, yeah, it, it's fucked up. But I also believe that Elvis was sort of this conduit that bridged a gap between white and black audiences. And it also brought us the Beatles. He brought us the Beatles because through Elvis playing these old blues tunes, the Beatles went and looked through these old blues play blues uh, uh, artists, American blues artists. Their first album, the Beatles' first album, was all covers of old black blues music. And they fucking became superstars. And they created their own genre. And um, which is great, you know, rock and roll. But I think we always have to remember that all of pop music in the West here, besides like classical music, but but like pop Western music, specifically American pop, 
it all comes from fucking it, it all comes from black music it's all black music it's all blues and jazz that that evolved over the years rock and roll metal edm all this shit all evolved from black music so it is black music um that we enjoy all day every day uh so we gotta put put it up for that put that up um but let's see what are you guys saying um the k and the l are right next to each other my bad oh yeah yeah i i have fat fingers uh i do it all day jay-z should be thanking pharrell and nas and old school music yeah i agree i agree but like to the level that jay-z got now I believe that Eminem, because when you think about hip-hop music, it was always sort of this peripheral thing. Not to say that white people didn't listen to hip-hop, but these hugely selling albums, when you say best-selling artists in this top, this what is this, top 10, that didn't happen. Rap and hip-hop wasn't even in that until Eminem came along and bridged that gap between uh, it made it more mainstream after Eminem hip hop was completely mainstream and hip hop has dominated fucking the mainstream since then again I'm not trying to say this is right I'm not trying to say that this is uh you know this is a good thing I'm just saying that it's just what happened and we'll, we're going to check out this this uh this this video here for in a second and sort of i'll show you what i mean about that um bro if it wasn't for funk i'd evaporate i agree 100 percent ab elvis elvis is elvis is awesome eminem should thank dr dre for being on hard times <laughs> i agree i agree and again i'm not trying to say anything about about um you know who's the thank and who's the, you know, who we shouldn't be overlooking because Dr. Dre definitely brought Eminem to the mainstream and Dr. Dre saw something in Eminem where he was like, I can make a lot of money off this dude. And, and he did. He fucking murdered the game. So let's check out this video. So this is 1970, right? And as we're going through the years, you know, this is Elvis Presley paved the way for rock and roll. And you don't see really any black folks on this list. We got Santana, who's Mexican, right? But no black folks are really selling albums like this. And and so we still have sort of this um, this segregation in, in album sales. Here comes Elton John just speeding up. Pink Floyd, I love Pink Floyd stays on there. ABBA, ABBA's like the whitest music. And nothing against ABBA, but that shit is the... Which is, by the way, is my go-to karaoke song. Uh, besides, with Arms Wide Open by Creed. Alright, let's skip ahead a bit. This is a long video of just this. So, okay. So, here we are in 1998. Perfect. So look at who is in the top 10 best-selling artists of all time, right? These are the best-selling artists who are selling the most albums, which this is CDs now. We're in the CD generation. This is when album sales really mattered, right? Look at Metallica's at the bottom. Michael Jackson's number nine. Madonna. Whitney Houston. Shania Twain. We got country in here. Mariah Carey. R&B. Garth Brooks. Country. Elton John. Pop. I don't even know. Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Celine Dion, CDs, right? 
are those? And then the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. You guys remember when the Backstreet Boys were selling more albums than Michael Jackson? No? That's okay. I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm old. Okay. So so let's watch this. Watch this because it's coming right now. What? Boom. Eminem pops on the scene, right? Eminem, quarter three in 1998. So in the fall, or yeah, in the fall of 1998 comes Eminem. Boom. Selling 1.2 million albums. And look how fast it goes. He's... He's like, boom, boom. Oh, oh, I'm white and I can like hip hop too? Oh, little girls love hip hop now? Young girls think that Eminem's cute and want to buy his albums too? Oh, sweet. Now look who pops up. Look who pops up. Jay-Z just popped up right there. Watch that again, right at the bottom. As Eminem climbs. Yeah, Mariah murdered the game. Fuck Mariah's amazing. So as Eminem comes up, he shoots the fuck up, by the way. Now watch this. Jay-Z, right there. Jay-Z comes into one of the best-selling artists of this quarter in that year. Up to this point, which we didn't watch the whole video, there is zero, zero rappers or hip-hop artists who are on best-selling artists list. Or charts. They're obviously charting. They're obviously doing well. Golden age of hip-hop is going on. Like, you know, this is sort of the, the end of the golden age of hip-hop in the mid-90s to about in the early 2000s. And, and, and out comes Eminem. Eminem's a cute white boy. He's saying wild shit, rebellious shit. Very popular. Young girls like him. White people can get behind it. Bridging the gap of hip-hop going from this um, perceived violent and gang-related music because in the 90s it took a sharp turn from the early 80s because the early I feel like the 80s hip-hop into the late 80s because that's when NWA and stuff start coming in. But early 80s, late 70s hip-hop was very much about dancing and very much about having a good time. And then they sort of started concentrating on uh on violence and gang violence right nwa came out ice t was talking about shooting cops <laughs> you know and they were starting to talk about their experience uh and obviously the which is very funny because there's this whole conspiracy theory that says that um that the 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 white people in charge who was putting out this music and you hear a lot of rappers talk about this uh that they chose to push violent music in order to get, um, uh, you know, it, it, in order to sort of make a trap for black folks, they predicate it on racist intentions. And you could go that far, but you could also see who's investing in the music, uh, the music business and who's investing in the prison system and who's investing in the slave labor who benefits from the prison system is all around a couple companies, mostly BlackRock. <laughs> BlackRock invests in all that shit. So Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, let's just blame that bitch. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Yeah, yeah, Biggie. Yeah, fuck yeah, Biggie. So Jay-Z pops up, right? Now we're talking about these are the best-selling artists. 
And before Eminem, no rappers or hip-hop uh, artists were on this best-selling albums list. Eminem bridges the gap. And again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just... The data just shows it. So I'm not... I'm not hooray for Eminem. He's not even my favorite rapper, right? But he is definitely a fucking fantastic rapper. So let's let's watch this as 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 Eminem sort of maintains this top position. So Lincoln Park, <laughs> Lincoln Park had that thing. So here comes Jay Z. Here comes Wheezy. Wheezy comes out the bottom. There he is now. Lil Wayne. Now, Lil Wayne was mad at that list, too, because he thought he should be number one. And I don't know about that, Wheezy. Sit back. Sit back, Wheezy. Oh, you heard about the meeting? <laughs> wait, wait, right. How dare you wait, wait, right. How dare you, sir? Out in the street, they call it murder. Okay, so let's watch this chart go up more. Did, no, did Michael Jackson buy Eminem's catalog? Is that true? I thought he bought the Beatles. I don't want to spell catalog. I'm an idiot. Here's why Michael Jackson bought Eminem's catalog. The petty reason. After he dissed him? Whoa, Tom. Uh, the petty reason Michael Jackson bought the rights to Eminem's music for $15 million. Oh, $515 million. My bad. Uh, by now, it's pretty well established fact that the music industry that uh, industry that beefing with Eminem tends to go tends to not go well for whomever else is involved. Especially in the mid 2000s, Slim Shady was at the height of his powers and wanted the smoke with pretty much anyone and everyone around. Of course, there's always a bigger shark in the sea, and in 2007, Michael Jackson proved he was that shark. Uh, in 2004. Eminem released a music video for his song, Just Lose It, uh, the lead single from the album Encore. Within the song and its colorful music video, Eminem less than subtly mocked everything about Michael Jackson from the artist's changing face, legal problems from the year prior, and a traumatic accident that put the singer in the hospital. <laughs> Love Eminem. Uh, what else could I possibly do to make noise? I don't. Uh, I done touched on everything but little boys, and that's not a stab at Michael. That's just a metaphor. I'm just psycho. Uh, let me make this a little bigger. This feels like it's a little blurry. As all of this, Eminem is dressed up as Jackson before his nose falls off, a reference to the singer's plastic surgery on his nose. His hair catches fire, a reference to Jackson's real hair being set on fire during filming of a Pepsi advert in 1984, and children start jumping in his bed. The reference is pretty clear there. <laughs> I love Eminem. The song and video both... The song and video both uh, successful at the time, and Michael Jackson was understandably pretty offended by it all. 
The Jackson estate threatened to sue Eminem for the public slight and even went to great lengths to get the video banned from popular music channels. Speaking in an interview with a Los Angeles radio station, Jackson started, I've admired Eminem as an artist and was shocked by this. The video is was inappropriate and disrespectful to me, my children, my family, and the community at large. Uh, when Eminem was asked about his music video and his thoughts on how he made Jackson upset shortly after, he replied with a simple, I apologize for that. I apologize for that. So he said he was sorry. We all know someone that has had a bad first impression with an employer, but this has to take the whole bloody cake. This is a British publication. Yeah, look at these fucking okay oh no this must be australian three years later in 2007 jackson's company sony atv purchased the publishing company famous music for 370 million dollars meaning that michael jackson actually owned eminem's entire back catalog this of course included just lose it despite owning the words that were written to insult him jackson never actually made any adjustments to the music itself maybe he had gotten over it in the three years or maybe he felt he had already won in any case it's one of music's most surprising examples of fuck you money at the time jackson also owned the publishing rights to the beatles music as well after buying them in 19 wait after buying them up in 1985 even if the purchase had nothing to do with past disagreements it speaks to michael jackson's under uh understated aptness as a businessman to make the right call regardless of feelings involved eminem would eventually have the publishing rights to his music return in 2016 seven years after jackson's death michael jackson was like the king of throwing shade and look at him just like fuck this little fuck this little cracker (laughs) all right this is this is a whole i'm this is a tiktok video right here son okay so uh michael jackson yeah uh ftw for michael jackson so where were we so here we go so we're looking at this list so as we see michael jackson maintained or i'm sorry as we see eminem maintain this very solid sales eminem zero (laughs) mj number one listen eminem's still alive so he has one up mj died and he has his music back I think it would, I, I, I commend Michael Jackson and respect that he uh, didn't change the lyrics or edit that. Um, he, he was looking at it strictly as a business, a business move. So, you know, kudos to him for not censoring. I think he saw the importance in, in, in not censoring people and artists. So here we go. So Lil Wayne pops up. Jay-Z's up. This is, you know, this this goes on for a while here. Uh, Ursher, Ursher, Madonna, Madonna, Britney Spears, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks stays on there for a long time, actually. Kanye, here comes Kanye screaming up. And then Riri, Riri fucking takes the cake. Kanye's moving up. Here comes Beyonce, Chris Brown. And these aren't necessarily hip-hop. Taylor's the flow rider pops in. So all of a sudden now you're opening the door to people making real money selling real albums. Not that they weren't before. Again, this is just what was happening. This is just numbers. Yeah, oh yeah, Rihanna's fucking the queen, bro. 
I thought you knew. Kesha came in, but nah. Bruno. Love Bruno. This is 2011, 2012. This is this is about the end of um, CD sales. Here comes Bieber Fever, One Direction. She got yeeted the fuck out, bro. Drake. And see, he opened the door for Drake. Man, and Psy. I forgot about Psy. Psy popped in for a minute. <laughs> Gangnam Style. <laughs> Sheeran. Here comes that Sheeran. Sheeran. Adele, here comes Adele. Nicki, Nicki Minaj. And Eminem's gone. He he that he peaked. But anyways, there there it is. That that Kendrick Kendrick came in. The chain smokers, yeah, the chain smokers. In any case, that's just an example of what I was talking about. Um, I also wanted to play another video. I just released this on my TikTok. So if anybody wants to go and follow me on TikTok, go ahead. It's right here. I'll go ahead and copy and pasta this. Nickelodeon opened the door for Drake. Yes, I agree. What I'm saying is that um, is that for for hip hop music, Eminem opened the door for everyone else, and I'm not the only one who thinks this. And uh, I'll show you. I'll prove it. And so there's my TikTok, guys. If you want to go watch it, this video is not doing very well. So let's just sort of go past this. All right, so here we go. Sold over like 90 million records. There's nobody that you can look at and point to and say that it's equivalent. He's the bridge culturally for hip hop culture that loses color. For everybody to feel like they want to participate and be a part of it. No Eminem, no Rolls Royces and Ferraris for these that you see. Do you see what I'm saying to you now? They won't be able to earn the same amount of money off the projects that they have going on because there wouldn't be that many consumers of it. So when they would look and go, oh, why sell more records than the rest of Oh, because he's white. I think he's making a valid point. Before and, and so, like Elvis, it made rock and roll safe for the whites back in the 50s and 60s. Eminem came through and made rap and hip-hop safe for the whites. <laughs> And again, it's not like the whites didn't listen to fucking hip hop and, and rap. Like it was definitely very popular amongst white people. But there was a certain time when it just exploded and it became mainstream all the way. And in the especially urban music, I hate that word, urban music. Is he saying certified? Yeah, okay. I know. I know what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Wild But Sober. I know that's not the best example because uh, Eminem signed 50 Cent, right? Um, <laughs> he said certified Eminem. Cent. But it, it, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We just saw that chart where, you know, there wasn't nobody was on that list. No one was on that list, but no hip hop or rap artist was on that list before uh, 1998. And rap has been around since the late 70s, and not one hip hop artist. And we can go back and watch it. We can slide it back a little bit so you guys can see what I'm saying. So you don't just think, no, no, no. I know what you're saying. While it's over, I edited out a whole thing where I was just like, and I know, because I said, I even said on here, I was like, I know that Eminem signed 50 Cent, so he might not be the best example, but for Eminem, there... Let's skip ahead to, here's what we're talking about, Elvis. So let's talk about it. Bring people together of all races. I think Nick Cannon said it best. 
Like the same way we feel about Elvis, same way we feel about the Beatles, the same way we feel about all of these people who reach such a level of success and wealth from music in which we feel that we created. But we've all grown to love it because it's been homogenized in such a way that it's like, oh, I can, it's created its own category, which is fine. And that's where I feel like Eminem is. He's homogenized hip hop, which is fine. And he's dope at homogenized hip hop. He told his story and he, he paved the way for cats to tell their story like the Drakes. and Right or wrong. So... Again, you know, Nick Cannon, I, these aren't the only ones who are saying these things. That people are huge fans. There's tons of black hip-hop artists who are like, Eminem's the GOAT. Eminem's the GOAT. Um, which, again, I don't think he's the GOAT. I, I think Kendrick is up there. I think Kendrick's definitely up there. I think Kanye West is up there, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, again... Um, you know, Eminem did it. He he helped hip hop become what it is—a worldwide global sensation that made it safe for the whites to enjoy. It's funny how you have to justify a great artist in a genre that has origins from a different ethnicity. I know, I know. Well, but but again, you have to also look at it like you got to sort of put yourself in other people's shoes. Um, when you look at uh, Elvis, Elvis was hated by a lot of black people because Elvis just came up, started shaking his hips like black folks, started singing like black folks, stole black folks' music. Eminem came up, and he came from Detroit, came from the trailer park. Eddie Brown music, what's going on, baby boy? Good to see you, my friend. <laughs> Welcome in, Eddie Brown Music. Everybody go give Eddie Brown a follow because Eddie is a fantastic singer-songwriter, country singer-songwriter, and just released some new music. So go and check it out. Great music. If I can remember how to spell and do things. There we go. Go give Eddie some loving, some Eddie loving. Uh, so... Again, I know exactly what you're saying, Wild But Sober, that people have to sort of justify uh, this, but you also got to look at it from the perspective, especially as an American here, you know, the relationship between black and white is is, is a little strained, even now. Um, But, you know, in the time of Elvis, in the time of, of Eminem even, uh, these, you have to just look at it as like, Black people made this music and they got sort of left behind when white people took it over. It made it safe for white people to enjoy it. And so I can see the resentment. Chuck Berry hated. Chuck Berry fucking hated Elvis. Quincy Jones hated Elvis. Ray Charles hated Elvis. Like, and, and, and you know, rightfully so. But we also have to look at the reality of the situation was that when when they appropriated this music, these white artists, they also opened the door for other black musicians to come up to. Um, and and like Eminem, like we saw with Eminem, they were able he, he brought hip hop to a global phenomena. Phenomena? Phenomena. Eddie Levin. That's right, baby. 
I feel like different cultures have different views on how their art is used by other folks. Like anywhere outside India, there wouldn't be much discussion about cultural appropriation, but I get it why it's a thing in the USA, a sentiment of protecting your culture because of what's happened in the past. Yes. I, yeah, well said. <laughs> well said, though. Anywhere outside the USA. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I absolutely agree with you, though. That, that I think you said it better than I did. <laughs> well, so you should just be doing this. I should, I should be, I should be watching Wild with Sober do this. Um, let, let's let's listen to Ray Charles badmouth fucking <laughs> badmouth Elvis. Uh, Ray Charles doesn't like Elvis. This is great. Nobody appreciates more different kinds of music than you. That's obvious. But did you feel at the time, in the 50s, early 60s, a resentment of some of the white performers who were copying R&B stuff and selling more records than you and your contemporaries were? I just didn't object to it. I just felt that the music just, it wasn't that good to care about. Now, that sounds terrible. <laughs> let's go. Let's fucking go. Ray Charles. <laughs> By the way, Ray Charles loved country music. Loved country music. Made country album. Uh, there's an argument to be made that country music's roots derive from, uh, in part, blues music, also in part from from uh, from Baptist gospel music, and probably from like hymns from the UK. You know, people who come over from Europe, like those hymns, they kind of has like this sort of sing-songy, swing storytelling sort of uh, uh, sway to it. Um, no, that's a fucking, yeah, I agree. Appalachian, yeah, Appalachian has its own sort of vibe to it, but I would also argue that it is derived from, in part, by black music as well. In any case, Ray Charles, huge country fan, love country, I like country, country's amazing, country music is fucking fantastic, Garth Brooks, one of my faves, right, Garth Brooks, Waylon Jennings, fuck it, dude, come on now, Johnny, Johnny Cash, let, let's go, let's go, we got it all going, Wheeler, Wheeler Walker, baby, <laughs> Wheeler Walker holding it down, baby, Hank Williams, all the Hanks, all three Hanks, those, all three of them are bad motherfuckers, Sturgill Simpson, come on now, so, you know, keep that in mind, that uh, Dolly, let's go Dolly, Moving Dutchman coming in, Dolly for the win. Uh, okay, so let's listen to Ray Charles sh shit on these motherfuckers. Jolene, 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 Jolene. All right, I won't do that ever again. Maybe some exceptions, though. I mean, Elvis was a talented guy. Well, uh, okay. Not necessarily. You'd know better than I. Yeah. Let, well. me, let me ask you differently. <laughs> How good was that? He said, uh, okay. Oh, dude. Chris Stapleton is one of the most underrated singers, I think, out there. He is a great singer. 
a great singer, like one of a top tier singer. N- not a bad guitarist either, but Chris Stapleton, it has to be one of one of the best singers out there, man. One of the best. Like he is fantastic. He has such a range. He's very graceful with it. I, I agree with you, uh, Eddie Brown. Uh, that that is that is some real shit right there. Chris Stapleton is fantastic. What Ellis did, he caused a lot of the populace, if you want to, and usually when people say populace, they usually mean white people, uh, to start listening to a lot of music that normally they wouldn't have been listening to. I guess I'm going to lose uh, at least about a third of my fans right now. But to say that Elvis was was uh, so great and so outstanding, uh, like they say, he's the king, I got I got in trouble because one guy asked me this question and I said to King of what and he got mad at me. <laughs> I don't think of Elvis like that because I know too many artists that are far far greater than Elvis. I think Elvis was person came along at the right time where well, he was a white kid that could do rock and roll or rhythm and blues or whatever name you want to call it, and the girls could swoon over him. Nat Cole got in trouble in Alabama when the women swooned over him. Got put out of town. And black people been going out shaking their behind for, for, for centuries. What the hell's unusual about that shaking the hips and stuff? And that's all Elvis was doing was copying that. I know what Ray Charles wasn't about to get up and start shaking his hips. But exactly, exactly what we've been talking about. Elvis was that gateway for a white audience to go and and make it okay for them to listen to rock and roll rhythm and blues blues music they they it opened the door and so yeah there there's two two things can be true at once right like yeah elvis just stole and appropriated black culture black music but he also opened the door for 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 everybody to sort of enjoy it and and subsequently created an environment where black people, white people, Mexican, America, to come together and enjoy this art. Uh, It it helped kick down the doors of segregation. Music and art and culture, it all goes together. If it... The, the the whites in a white dominated society like America is it still is, but you know it's changing. Things are changing, but it, it's founded in a very white society. So yeah, it it was created to benefit white people the most, especially back in the fifties, especially in the forties. You know, like the further back you go, the worse it gets, right? So music, rock and roll. Appropriation. That's why I fucking hate appropriation because it's like, bro, it fucking at the end of the day, it brings people together. It opens up more doors for other artists and it makes fucking, it just makes us a more homogenized and one culture rather than this is the black crowd. This is the Mexican crowd. This is the white crowd. It fucking brings us together. And that's what's beautiful about it. So, yeah, Elvis, the evil appropriator, Elvis, the fucking, he, he, he fucking, he, he opened the floodgates as well. He opened the floodgates, and, and I, I, 
you know, whatever you want to say about Elvis, it, it opened the door for other artists to kind of swing right in. Yeah, is there better singers than Elvis? Black singers? Fuck yes, there is. But were they able to do what Elvis was able to do? No, they weren't. Because... <laughs> Because the white girls were able to love him, and and then whatever the white girls are doing, the the, the white kid, the white boys are gonna go do too, right? They're gonna, be, oh yeah, you like this? Oh shit! As long as I can get my dick wet, <laughs> at the end of the day, I like Elvis too, baby. Let's go, you know. Uh, there is no real way to appreciate culture and profit from it. Uh, it's always gonna be appropriation. Yeah, and that's the weird thing about America. It's a very special, it's a special place in that matter where. You go to other cultures, like, I saw this video where this dude was dressing up like a Mexican dude and was on this campus, and all the campus kids, all the white kids, was like, you're offensive. He goes into a, a, a fucking Mexican barrio, and fucking, they love it. Pull it up. Hold on, let's hear, let's, you know what, fuck it, we heard, we heard enough Elvis bashing. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see, um... Um, Mexican appropriation on college campus accepted by Mexicans. Let's see if that comes up. Yes, here it is. This is it. This is, oh, it's PragerU. Everybody get Hola, ready. Amigo, sorry, sorry. PragerU. Today we're at UCLA talking to... So this is PragerU. If you guys don't know uh, who PragerU is, these liberals are a pest. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's PragerU. Um, yeah, no, I, the, the, the left is so fucking ready to fucking hate people. The, the all tolerant left and i consider myself very lefty i'm a pretty left person i'm all about people being free to do what they want and cut their dicks off do you know go at it man go do it go do it baby go get it they um but there comes a time when you can't claim to be the all uh the all-knowing all tolerant all loving left when you hate Anybody that doesn't agree with you, uh, they, you, you know, the, you see these black conservatives get this all the time where white people, white liberals will call them raccoons, right? They'll call them whore Uncle Toms. Uh, white people are saying white liberals feel like they can go ahead and just call these people out their name like that. It's extreme. I agree. I agree. Anachronistic. Anachronistic. <laughs> it's extremely stupid. It is. It is. And 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 again, like I'm not against. I'm not against people opening their minds and and accepting different things and letting. I'm all about live and let love. Uh, Uncle Tom is actually a good dude. See, they never read the book. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Uncle Tom. What he was like protecting. He was like protecting people, right? Like I can't remember. I've read that. I read it when I was in high school. Uh, yeah, he was actually a good dude, and people actually, uh, he, th yeah, they never, they they just ran with that word because he was the house dude, Uncle Mike. It was a yeah, yeah, and it, it's fucked up, man. Um, it's fucked up when you see these uh, these black folks who who have more conservative ideas. And, and by the way, 
black folks have always had sort of a conservative ideology. Whenever you mix Christianity in the mix, you're going to have some conservative ideology. And black folks love God. They love Jesus. And I also found out that black folks love guns. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, it, there, there, there's values that, that black folks uh, that have. And, um, you know, it, not too long ago, black folks didn't really accept the gay community either. And that's sort of changing now, which, again, I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. I like it when people sort of are able to see things from other angles. That's good. That's and, and tolerance. Uh, tolerance is such a loaded word. It, we should just be accepting people with love. We should be accepting accepting each other with love, not just tolerating motherfuckers, but love each other. Are you, you're a Fort Cherokee, Eddie. <laughs> That's what all the white people say. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking with you, Eddie. <laughs> Listen, I'm 2% Senegalese. 2% represent. What's up? What? That is right. Reparations. Give me reparations. 2% one drop, bitch. I have the documentation to prove it. What's weird about that whole... Uh, that whole uh, g- genetic thing is that my number, my Mexican meter is dropping. Like I was 38%. Now I'm 36%. Like how did I lose percentages? Full blown. <laughs> my grandfather was full blown. Idiot. Anytime I see full blown, I just think full blown AIDS. <laughs> full blown AIDS. <laughs> full blown Indian. Right on Eddie. No, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on you, Eddie. I just, uh, uh, you know who I think of, Eddie? Uh, uh, who was Pocahontas? Remember Trump was calling her Pocahontas? What's her name? Oh, my God. Who is that politician who was, like, literally benefiting from her, like, one drop of, of Indian blood or native blood? Uh, indigenous, yes, or South Asian. Now, he's talking about he's talking about indigenous while it's over. And sorry, you're offended. I mean, I still need to do my an- yeah. There you go, ancestry. Who knows? I might be related. But yo, bring it. I, I just I would get I would get I would get fucking I would get really giddy because if I could get just even a, a a taste of your talent while but sober, I would be very very happy and proud. Check my Instagram. I'm half African American. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I, I definitely Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> while but so I love that while but sober is in a completely different country, thousands of miles away. But those who are American politicians are. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. I think that we tend to make everything about race. Yes, and that's a very American thing. I think and very Western thing right and i think it started here in america with fucking the college college people and it's probably some kind of russian uh uh russian fucking uh uh, uh subversion uh, uh thing that that they put on a starting in the 80s where they turn in everybody against each other trying to take on these like marxist ideologies uh so i hear so i hear it's maybe be it might be some Russian subversion program that was thrown onto us. Conspiracies, man. Uh, 
Uh, so much other people outside the culture will mind fucking another culture. Yeah, uh, she's making... Yeah, exactly. She Exactly, Eddie. She was making money, and she was going to college for free and shit, too, right? Like, wasn't she doing, like, a bunch of shit? Bunch of shady shit. And, and you know, whatever. Get it how you can. I, I'm not even mad at her about it, but, but when you see the hypocrisy in her... In, in, in her rhetoric and how she like feeds into this division where she's constantly like all these very left politicians are very much trying to feed into this division that keeps us all hating each other so they can do whatever they want in the background while we are over here shooting each other and fucking uh, shooting our neighbor because fucking they you know they're 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 white. I don't like them. Or they're black. I don't like you got damn Mexican taking my dirt They're all hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah, they're all hypocrites. Uh, especially Joe Byron. God God rest his soul. <laughs> Joe Byron. Go sit down. Fuck it. I loved how it came out that he had cancer on his chest. And then his wife was like, Joe is ready to run in 2024. It's like, bitch, he just got cancer removed from his body. Tell grandpa to go take a fucking nap, fucking eat a Werther's, and shut the fuck up. Let's get some new blood in here, not some old politicians who's been fucking the system since the 19 fucking 60s. Let's get some fucking fresh blood in here that ain't a bunch of assholes who are fucking, who is definitely racist. <laughs> He is, Joe Byron is definitely racist. There's no doubt about it. He has said some racist shit. A fucking liar. Just a complete liar. Like, just a provable liar. The discrimination problem in America today is still much better than some Asian countries. Not going to lie. There's still slavery in Libya, which is black people enslaving other black people. And Middle East, yes, and in China with the Uyghurs. Uh, uh, there's so much colorism here. Lots of hate crime in India, especially against African students and even against Northeastern Indians who resemble the Southeastern. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Y'all like the PS1? <sighs> I like Twisted Metal, yeah. I can get in the PS1. It's pretty dope. I like it. Uh, um, politics in America is greatest export. It is. Everybody loves what we do. <laughs> they love watching us fucking eat each other. We're like that snake that eats its tail. We're just, we're just fuck, such a mess. Uh, not black people enslaving black people. I'm talking about Arabs buying African slaves. Yeah. Isn't oh yeah, I guess it's not. Well, Africans. I'm sorry. It's Africans buying Africans though, right? Africans buying Africans. I'm sorry. I got that fucked up. My bad. <laughs> my bad, everybody. I should have known better before I opened my big fat mouth. We are just talking about apologizing, right? Um, I'll apologize for that because I, I, I should have known better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? Oh, shit. Shit. One more time. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's let's get to this. Let's 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 get to this video. Stefan Stevens should have known better. I love Stefan Stevens. The Illinois and I think Michigan, right? Michigan's one of his albums. Those those albums are so good. Even his like techno albums were a little little funky, right? All right. Um, my bad, everybody.
college students and on Olvera Street talking to Hispanics in honor of Halloween and to see if my outfit is offensive. <laughs> Dang it. Would you guys like to chat with us today? No. That's culture. That's what we want to talk to you about. Hola. You find my outfit offensive? Yes. Yeah. You find it offensive? <laughs> Do you find it offensive? Uh, maybe a little. Do you think my outfit is offensive? Are you Mexican? No. Yes. I think it reaffirms stereotypes that are offensive to people. Are you serious? Fucking sombreros are the shit. Keeps the sun on your fucking eyes. When you're picking tomatoes. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hey, calm down. Calm down. 36% Mexican here. Jokes, we got jokes. Um, it's some I, I fucking love ponchos. I have a poncho. I have several ponchos. <laughs> uh, oh god, it's like why have champions at this point? Uh, this is also funny to me as a conservative because no one white like him is ever gonna wear something like that. At least ninety nine percent of their life. Uh, right, and and here's the thing. Why was over? Because you are in, in India. If, if somebody came over, if you saw a white dude in traditional Indian garb, whatever that is for your region, I know it's all different. Would you be like, "Hey, fuckface, stop appropriating my culture"? I, I I don't know. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. I'm I'm just saying. Me knowing you, I'm guessing it's not. Yeah, I know. Do you think that people in your environment would be upset about it like people in your neighborhood like in your city would that be something that they'd be upset about yeah i know you won't even this stream has brought you to eminem <laughs> brought to you by eminem's the music kind <laughs> we have become the land of the offended how dare yes i know i know well i think this is all tied in together again music culture art it all is tied in together how about this i'm ready I'm ready for it. Um, I, I, this is all, it, it's all tied together, right? Because we're talking about Eminem and Melly Mel, you know, Grandmaster Melly Mel was saying that he's basically appropriating culture. And that's the only reason why Eminem was able to sell all those millions of records. And uh, he, he was right. He was right. He's absolutely right. Just like Elvis Presley was able, but, but again, we showed how, Eminem opened up the door. And and so here we are, right? We're we're talking about this dude, this obviously white kid who's taped on a mustache, which it couldn't be more offensive way of putting on a mustache, but it's funny and it's not like uh let's watch this video because I think this video sums it up because it's all these kids who are very offended about every little thing, and then he goes. And talks to actual Mexicans. Because when you start actually talking to Mexicans... And here's the other thing about Eminem, just sort of tied together. Mexicans aren't going to be mad about this outfit. They're going to be happy about it. Um, rappers are usually big up in Eminem. Rappers usually are like, Eminem's one of the best. Right? Because when it comes down to music, and my experience in music... And I've played in the reggae scene white boy reggae scene from southern california <laughs> ain't none of them been to jamaica right it's never been about race it's never been about race it's always been about can you play do you have the chops can you do this shit if you can play music no one gives a fuck no one cares 
Eminem will eat you up in a, in a rap battle. And fucking is respect. I'll fucking shred. I'll, I'll, I'll shred any Jamaican. Bring it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but what I'm saying is that art and culture is all tied together. It's all tied together. And, and, and when the art can sort of push culture forward and the culture pushes art in different directions, it, it makes things interesting. And it makes people think about things in a different way. And ultimately, it brings people together. Now, when you want to sit here and say, hey, you are terrible and evil and you're racist because you don't believe what I believe, that's when the discourse stops. That's when, that's when the conversation ends, when you want to shut it down and say, hey, you're racist. You're an, you're an anti-vaxxer, man. You're a, you're, a fuck, you're a homophobe, bro. Nothing you say now counts. Nothing that comes out of your mouth matters because the conversation's over as soon as you're labeled some bullshit. All right, let, let, let's see what's going on. Let's, uh, I, I missed a lot here. Uh, they shouldn't censor. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, how, uh, nope. In fact, if they were wearing it wrongly, they might try to help them wear the dress, wear the dress in a better way. Yeah, see? No one fucking cares. I wouldn't be offended if you start wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> Movie Dutchman, you're white. No one cares what you think. <laughs> I care what you think, by the way, Moving Dutchman. I care, but I don't think that this girl right here would care. I think she would be like, Mm, you're fucking, you're the oppressor. Eh. They shouldn't censor that can. Uh, they should censor her vocal cords. <laughs> I call it the glass house. I wouldn't live in a glass house and yet throw stones. However, whoever cannot throw them back to the glass house. I call it the glass house. I wouldn't live in a glass house and yet throw stones. However, whoever cannot throw them back to the glass house. Is that poetry? I like it. Uh, I would be offended at Zwarte Pieti. I don't know who that is. Uh, I'm offended, and I don't know why. I think it's because of politics. America's greatest <laughs> Politics is terrible. Zwarte Piet, but is our Zwarte Piet. See, you guys are talking, and I don't know what that means. I'm just kidding. Buster Eyes can't beat Slim Shady, but... Okay, hold on. Hold, hold the fucking phone, right? Right fucking now. Hold on. Hold on. Respectfully, I disagree. I think Busta Rhymes is way tighter than Eminem. Um, both of them brought their own unique cadence to the, to the, the, to the, to, to the genre. They both flipped it on its head. Uh, but I, I'm just, I'm with Busta, man. Like, oh, God. I wish I could rap so I could just rap some of that shit. <laughs> I can't. I can't rap where the fuck. Oh, 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 you did say that. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you said he can't beat him. My bad. My bad, dude. Busta Rhymes can beat Slim Shit. Yes, I agree. 100%. I'm, I'm such a dick. I'm such a dick. You're a viper, bro. I'm out here. I'm, I'm probably way behind now. Is that like being a homeowner? A homeowner? <laughs> and Mr. Rogers can kick Captain Kangaroo's butt. 
I agree. Wait. Maybe. I feel like Captain Kangaroo could take Mr. Rogers, though. I don't know about that. I don't know. I feel like Captain Kangaroo was a little bit hipper and had a little bit more pizzazz on him. Uh, they can only care... Uh, they they only care about his opinion when it becomes settled Dutchman. <laughs> Drive to be a homeowner one day. <laughs> Thank you. Busting nut is tighter. Yeah, I agree. Google Zwarte Pite. Oh, is that the black Santa Claus or something? Or the Santa Claus in like Switzerland or something? Let me see. Copy pasta. Hold on. We're diverting from the Mexicans. Is that who that is? The 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 dude that they banned in Switzerland or some shit? I don't know. Yeah, Black Pete. Okay. Yeah. I, I have oh my god. <laughs> yeah, this this one. This is great. This is great. Uh, uh, it's the fact that he's got bust in his name. I can't ma- take him seriously. Uh, yeah, I agree. No biggie. And no, it isn't because I'm black. I'm with Busta Rhymes. I didn't think it was because you were black. Uh, I'm with Busta Rhymes not because he's black. I'm with Busta Rhymes because I like it better. It's just personal preference. Um, so I didn't think that that wasn't my first thought, by the way, uh, I can rap when I use, uh, to work at McDonald's. Oh, I like that. Let's go. McDonald's got you going. St. Nicholas assistance or something. Uh, did you ever make those dope custom sandwiches? Let's go. The black helper of Sinterklaas, uh, diver cultus. Word they beat reminds me of. Uh, the show Black White. Have fun, guys. I'm playing open mic at 930. Got Scoot! Eddie Brown Music, thank you so much for coming in, my friend. I hope you have a great open mic and, and go kill it. I don't... Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> Alright, brother. You be good, Eddie. Love you. Uh, same, I like Buster Rhymes better. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm like way behind. No, I'm okay. I'm, not, I'm catching up here. I think the greatest problem about this conversation is there's no one talking about Slick Rick, the greatest storyteller. Slick Rick, I, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Slick Rick is 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 a bad bad boy. Um, all right. So <laughs> now that we've totally gone to Black Pete here. <laughs> <laughs> but this was banned, right? This was banned. He was banned in some of these places. McDonald's will pull it on the meal the next week. Did you guys hear that? Uh, that uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of uh, McDonald's owners hating on the Cardi B and Offset meal. There's there's uh, franchise owners who are mad about it. Talk about culture and 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 and, and racism. Cardi B offset meal um, band at McDonald's. Uh, okay, sorry about that. McDonald's franchisees miffed. <laughs> They're miffed. <laughs> They're miffed about the fast food giant's meal partnership with rappers Cardi B and Offset. This shit is funny. No, they didn't hate on BTS meal. <laughs> no, they didn't. Because didn't you know that Asians are the new whites? Duh. Duh. 
<laughs> the whites now will discriminate discriminate against Asians because they have white privilege. They they share white privilege because they found success. Not because their culture fucking uh, prizes and and uh, appreciates hard work and and study. No, because they're privileged. That's the only reason why. Uh, one word. <laughs> China. One word. China. Fuck China. All right, I won't. I won't say that anymore. Uh, McDonald's right. Fuck China. I, I just had to. Like my ADHD was like, no, you gotta say it again. Um, I love Chinese people, by the way. Chinese food is wonderful. Uh, McDonald's franchisees are reportedly miffed about the fast food giant's meal partnership with rappers Cardi B and Offset, with some opting out not to promote the campaign at all due to fears of negative publicity. Why? Why would they be worried about negative publicity? Cardi B was just a, a stripper who drugged men and and robbed them. But what's wrong with that? Can someone tell me what's wrong with drug with strippers drugging men and robbing them? Is there something is there something wrong with that? Uh, an unspecified number of restaurant owners contacted McDonald's corporate wing to express concern that the married stars, the latest to be featured in the company's famous orders campaign, could hurt their family-friendly image, uh, the Wall Street Journal reported Tuesday. The irritated franchisees argued that Migos member Offset and Cardi B led lifestyles and released music that are at odds with McDonald's brand. Both artists have drawn scrutiny for the explicit content of their lyrics, such as Cardi B's 2020 hit song, Wet Ass Pussy. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with Wet Ass Pussy? What, what's wrong with it? I don't get it. Yeah, it's a crime. I know. Some of the owners have reportedly pushed their fellow franchisees uh, to join them in removing ads for, uh, and merchandise related to the campaign. When I say go share the Cardi B and Offset meal today, this is what I mean. Now, in my personal opinion, I think this is nice. I think it shows, like, uh, two people who love each other. They're a family. Uh, what's not family about this? What's not family about this? Look at those. Yeah, those nails are awful. How does she? What has Pinocchio? <laughs> what has puppy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How does she wipe her ass? Does she hire people to wipe her ass for her? Can she just do that now? I mean, I don't know how you wipe your ass, bro. You can do a big line of cocaine off those nails, though. <laughs> a gagger. That's a gagger. Uh, okay, McDonald's began promoting the Cardi B and Offset meal as a limited-time offering uh, to coincide with Valentine's Day. The meal features a classic cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and a large Coca-Cola. Fucking racist. Just because they're black, they think they want barbecue? Racist. Uh, and a large Coca-Cola. Racist. You think just because they're black and whatever Cardi B is, Puerto Rican or whatever, that they like pop or soda? Racist. I think she must have a bidet. <laughs> Japanese toilets. There you go. New South Park was kind of funny. Uh, the journal noted that it was unclear how many... Of more than one thousand, 
it was unclear how many of the more than 1,000 franchisees under McDonald's wing were refusing to go along with the promotion. McDonald's pushed back on their international uh, internal criticism, noting the feedback it has received, the collaboration with the rappers, was generating support and excitement among the franchisees. Across our marketing, we're focused on putting McDonald's at the center of culture. McDonald's U.S. Chief Marketing Officer Tariq Hassan said in a statement to the journal. Yeah, it looks all right. Wet-ass puppies. <laughs> yeah, baby. <sighs> Wop wop, bucket and a mop. Uh, the post has reached out to McDonald's for further comment. Blah 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 blah. You think people really think Mexican people are like this and carry around marachas? No, marachas. People actually think that. Do you find my outfit offensive? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because it's not your culture. Cultural appropriation. Why do you say that? Because you're not like Mexican. You think Mexican food is like cultural appropriation? No. Someone else's culture that we've kind of taken. Is this cultural appropriate? Did you see her face? Like she hurt. Her head hurt. Like look at her face. She's like, ugh. Like you could see the moment when this little girl's face, like her her brain breaks. She's like, yeah, well it kind of is, I guess. But no, I love burritos. I love my carne asadas. I love my carne asada burritos. Look at it. Oh, is this cultural it. appropriation? You can, see it. you can see it break. Let's let's see it again one more time. Let's see. We can let's pinpoint the exact moment when her brain breaks. It's like, uh. Let's just go back. Let's see. Let's go. Taken. Watch. Watch it. Watch it. Right here. Right here. And. Uh, right there right there her brain is broken <laughs> her brain is just done it's like I don't know yo <laughs> her brain is broke it's done son alright alright uh, let's get through this video we, we, got, we, gotta get, we, get, we got another story to get to we've been just talking about this shit is this cultural appropriation <laughs> oh, no comment. <laughs> um, you don't really understand what their culture means and what it. And by the way, by the way, fucking this is UCLA. I, I fucking used to live in Westwood, where UCLA campus is. I my my one of my good friends went to UCLA, and I and her boyfriend was one of my best friends, and still is actually one of my best friends, and they. Cringe people, cringe people. It's even worse now. And this was back in the early two thousands, and they were still like, uh, "You don't know, man. Uh, your new appreciation video, <laughs> mighty mighty. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you, mighty mighty. And and here's a video for it. it, it it's terrible. It's a terrible place. I never want to go there. Fuck L.A. Fuck fuck Southern California. California. Suck suck California. Okay means to wear these things like the hats and the maracas you know you sort of have to understand where all of this comes from do you do you have to understand where it comes from um, for it to not be cultural appropriation it's not yours no, <laughs> <laughs> 
Can I just ask you, do you like my costume? I like your, your, your mustache. Do you? Mostly. <laughs> Does my outfit offend you? You look, no, no, no. You look nice. Thank you. <laughs> you look nice. <laughs> That's you had to say. You look nice. Now, granted, I'm guessing, yeah, and they're all in college. Yeah, exactly. They're the they're the future. They're the ones that are going to be inheriting this country. Ah, uh, <laughs> the one we're watching, mighty mighty. So where is this place? This is in Los Angeles. This is Olivera Street. Ola Olivera Vera. I can, look. That's how good of a Mexican I am. I can't even pronounce. I can't even talk. How? Okay. I, I will say though. Looking at this dude's face, he's probably like this fucking crazy gringo. <laughs> this fucking local gringo. Are there Indian areas in LA too? Uh, I'm pretty sure there is. There's like all kinds of like there's like there's a there's like a Chinatown. Uh, like there's definitely a Koreatown. There's de I'm pretty sure there's an Indian part of town. I know there are lots in of Se yeah totally Seattle has a good amount. Um, we'll look that up actually. Let's look that up. L.A. I know L.A. has a huge Indian population. Uh, Torrance, Culver City, Sony Studios, San Fernando Valley. Uh, you would find them in other places like Beverly Hills because they're mostly doctors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which is like a stereotype, right? But like, I don't think that's a bad stereotype, right? Like, like it's okay to say that Indian people are like, be, like, like a, because they are because there is this sense of pride in the work they do and the studies that they are a part of. They they take pride in 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 becoming doing something more with their with their uh, with their lives. Like a lot of people come to America so they can become doctors and shit. It's bad for other Indians who aren't overachieving as these doctor <laughs> It's offensive. So yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of places where they're at. I would say, I mean, in affluent areas of LA, because again, a lot of them are doctors, which it's not a bad stereotype, but I guess it does make wild but sober feel bad. So we we won't offend him by saying that anymore. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So there you go. There, there's a lot of areas in Los Angeles where the Indians are hanging out. Uh, uh, Artesia is a small town about 15 miles southeast of Los Angeles known as Little India. There you go. Let's go. We found him. We found him. We did. Look at here's the whole thing. Look at this. They 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 have a whole reservation for you guys. <laughs> I'll make sure to never go there. <laughs> uh, look at this. This is this is awesome. Look at we can see Rasa. All kinds of stuff going on here. They call it Little India. You got it. By the way, thank you for the gift sub, the Courtney Strings, Moving Dutchman. Oh, look at that. Moving Dutchman gets around. He's he's moving. Moving and shaking. Looks better than most urban area in India. Well, yeah, because... Never mind. 
it's 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 like this little sectioned off part of the city where I'm sure fucking fucking Indian people take care of it. Not not that they don't take care of India. That all came out wrong, wild but sober. There's slums everywhere, is what I'm trying to say, okay? There's parts of L.A. that are awful, that just look like shit. You're offended. You fucking be offended. You have every right. You are entitled to your offense. Let me see those Courtney emotes. Let me see them Courtney emotes. Thank you. Do you like my costume? Yes. Does it offend you? No. Oh, he's translating. No. No. No, nothing. That's good. It's good. Muy guapo. This is guapo. This is beautiful. Muy guapo. Acaba. Are you guys insulting me? No. Insulting me in Spanish? Yeah. Do you like them? They are. That's what I'm saying. I guarantee they were making fun of him. Okay. They're not offended, but they're making fun of his ass. I guarantee they're making fun of his ass. Because pff, why wouldn't you? It's hilarious. Look at this pinche güero. Look at this pinche güero. Look at this pinche güero right here. Boom! Pinche güero. Uh, <laughs> my sombrero. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Thank you for dropping those butt slut emotes. I hope you guys like that. That's how we get down here. Apparently, this is a TOS. So, I'm not a big enough streamer to get TOS yet, but there you go. Uh, one day. One day we'll get TOS. Where is that at? Where is what at? Is The Little India? It's in Los Angeles. Outside of Los Angeles. Pinche huevos. Oh, pinching huevos. <laughs> no pinching huevos. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. No, let's see. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Stupid effect. All right. You like my outfit? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Does oh, my yeah, outfit it's offend awesome. you? No, not at all. Some people get offended by what I'm wearing. No, it's not. It's not offensive. I think it's. Uh, you're in the right atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that dude, that dude's like, he's just in his head like, it's not offensive. I just think you look stupid. It's cool, though. <laughs> Do you, boo? Nico, this is the Mostacho. Mostacho? Original. No, no, not no original. No. <laughs> Do you know who sold me this? No idea. Mexicans. Oh, really? And so you're white and you get offended. But then Mexican people who sold me this and made me this don't get offended. That, yes. Seems kind of weird, doesn't it? I love it, actually. You think it's offensive? No, not at all. Some people get really offended by this. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It just you're not Mexican, so people think that you have to be Mexican to wear that. I'm celebrating Mexico. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you Mexican? I am. See? I'm not Me wearing it. See? Well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should swap outfits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Anyways, PragerU, very conservative thing. But you know, whatever. Millennials, take off that. Take that off. I'm offended. It's cultural appropriation. Mexicans. Oh damn, you look good, man. See, the conservative dudes are more handsome. Exceptions, Mike. I'm fucking. I'm a. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal, man. I'm super liberal, but I. I don't know. Like, I like how Bill Maher said it. Bill Maher's like, man, I've been liberal. It's just you guys move the goalpost. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like the liberals moved the goalposts. Like I, I thought we were anti-war. I thought we were anti-corporatism. I thought we were like accepting and tr- tolerant. But that's not ex- that is not what liberalism is anymore. That's not what lesbianism is. I mean, liberalism is. It's fucking now. It's like yay war. If you don't like war, you're a fucking bigot. Hey, let's trust corporations. They have our best interests at heart. And so do the politicians. If you don't take the vaccine, you're a fucking bigot. You're trying to murder my grandmother. (laughs) Open dialogue. Open discourse. If you don't agree with me, you're a fucking bigot. I don't know. I thought I was a liberal. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the far right thinks they know exactly how everything is supposed to be, and the far left gets offended by everything that doesn't know what the heck they are. Yeah, I, I think any extreme, uh, def, extreme, any extreme positions on either side is is, is going to be wrong. Social liberal. Is that what I am? You're kind of central left. Yeah, I think so. I'm kind of a fence sitter, guys. Kind of a fence sitter. I like the idea of listening to people and taking on ideas from both sides. Like, I like guns. <laughs> I fucking like guns, okay? Guns are fucking tight. Legal guns are amazing. Um, I, I'm all about, I'm all about the second amendment. I don't know. I don't think all cops are bad. Although they do protect each other in a really shitty way. It is like a fraternity where they just sort of, even the good cops are like, will look the other way. It's like fucking motherfuckers. It's like. Do your fucking job. Don't let these assholes... They they are all bad. (laughs) Not all of them. I got family members who are cops. And they're good people. It's just... The job is so fucked up. Look, we're not going to talk about cops because... (coughs) Trust me. I've had my run-in with the police. The police. And uh, I didn't like it. And I don't like a lot of cops. But I've come to the realization that I'm not going to call a crackhead if someone breaks into my house. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to call fucking, you know, a fucking prostitute when fucking, you know, someone's trying to, you know, rob me. But... They will get shot. <laughs> uh, didn't Oklahoma Oklahoma mayor say that? No, uh, Joe Kennedy said, Joe, I think it was Joe Kennedy, he was like, um, uh, if you think every cop is bad, then the next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm Joe Kennedy, and I approve of this mess. <laughs> Zippy Zipper, what's up? What's up, G? Good to see you. What is it, morning? Good morning. 
Good morning. Everybody go give Zippy a, a, a follow because Zippy is amazing. Amazing artist. That's not how you spell Zippy. Go give Zippy a follow. OMV. Morning, Dodgeman. How dare you? Thank you so much, Moving Dutchman, for gift subbing Zippy Zipper, a a, uh, a gifted sub here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just shoot off some more Moving Dutchman here. Uh, <laughs> Explanation point. Go, MD. This is Gandalf. Thank you for all that you do for this channel, and always remember, a Moving Dutchman is never late, nor early but arrives precisely when he means to. Just looking to hang out. No big Senator Candy. Uh, the prostitute might, is, might, might, uh, might be the one robbing you, so maybe you should call the pimp. <sighs> no, I'm going to call my SIG. My SIG-9. That's what I'm going to call him. I'm going to call my SIG-9 and let, 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 let Lady Luck roll the dice on that one. Um, let me see here. What, uh, um, I forgot what I was about to do. There was something I was about to do. Son of a bitch. Oh, well. No, oh, I guess we, oh, yeah. Uh, well, let's watch that video of Joe Kennedy or whatever. Senator, that, it's so fucking funny. Cops are bad. Call a crackhead. Let's see. <laughs> Where is it? Where's the... Unfortunately, tonight, Democrats continue to rush to... All right, come on. I thought maybe it was a... Oh, shit. Thank you. Unfortunately, tonight, Democrats continue to... I hate to this guy's face. President Harris said, Okay, somebody's breaking into your house, wants to bring harm to you and your family. Who are you going to call? What are you going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm pretty sure I know you well enough that you know what you would do. Well, I'm going to call a, I'm going to call a, a, a cop. And you may not, and I think most people will, you may not believe in God and you may not believe in guns, but if you, uh, somebody breaks in your house, might, you're going to call a police officer. Might be too late, Senator, if you, you're you, waiting for a cop. It might be too late. Yeah. Well, if they break into my house, I mean, I have I have weapons to defend myself. <laughs> You're fucking right, you dude, Senator. Uh, what is that? Who's that? Way, way right. Taco Bell has been appropriating the Mexican culture for decades. Yeah. You know what's funny is that the guy who created, um, created Taco Bell, I can't remember what war. Maybe it was World War II or the Korean War or something like that. He went off to war. He was from Southern California. And when he came back, he wanted to start a burger joint. And But when he came back, he realized that there were so many burger joints going on that he wasn't sure what to do with it. Uh, yeah, Zippy Zipper, I, I agree. But he, I can't get past that whole era when he had a bow tie. Like, I just, Tucker Carlson's face, I just, I don't like it. It's just, I don't even want to look at it. It's, it's like, yeah, he does make some sense and he does have some decent you know, content, but I just fucking hate his face. Like, his fucking whole face, bleh. 
Hannity. Uh, See, here's the thing. These assholes were the ones back in the Bush era, because I'm old, who were supporting the Warhawks now, and now they're all of a sudden anti-war? Hannity was all about George W.'s fucking illegal invasion into Iraq, which WMDs never existed. And these were the assholes who were supporting him. So I just, I can't get past that. Like, they're so quick to jump sides here just to maintain their shitty little career. It's, 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 it's nonsense. Hypocrites, which we're all hypocrites, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, the, the, which book, G, G dubs, George dubs, the one, uh, who led us into the second Iraq war, pubic Bush, <laughs> uh, the one that stole the election in 2000. Yes. He probably did steal the election. There's a whole documentary about how the voting machines were able to be tampered with. So yeah, they've been stealing elections for years. Y'all years. Um, uh, so Taco Bell owner decided to bastardize tacos and appropriate Mexican culture. And here we are now. Think outside the box. Is that their thing? Is that their thing? Think outside the burger or bun? I don't remember. I don't even know what they do. Oh, W. Yeah. Fucking Warhog moron. Now he's a cute little old ex-president who's making his little fucking Hitler paintings. Like, he, he fucking, he's, he's, he's a worse artist than Hitler. Fuck, ooh, he fucking was a tyrant. And, and, like, I remember recently he was making a speech where he was talking about Ukraine, but accidentally did the whole, like, when we invaded Iraq, oh, where's that one? Where's that one? Um... Sorry now that we're full-blown politics. Bush. Mistake. Crane. Iraq. Oh, I said Iraq. God damn it. Right here. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. Isn't it funny how these fucking old fucks just like do the Freudian slip and they're just like basically talking about it themselves? (laughs) God Damn it. All right. I mean, of Ukraine. I, I mean, Ukraine. Michelle Obama's just, like, hanging out with them. Like, get the fuck out of here. He's a hairline is receding. Yeah, it is. He's old, man. He's old. And being president isn't easy on the, on the, on the nerves and on the... That aged him. Presidents age so hard. Fucking age so hard, bro. And then he laughs. Anyway, uh, then he fucking laughs. 75. Uh, He's 75. Fucking pig. He's a fucking pig. God damn it. He's a Russian fucking pig. Are rigged. Let's hear it again. Political opponents 
are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, anyway. Uh, 75. Uh, Thank <laughs>